Welcome to Manna for Breakfast, the daily Bible reading devotional which chronologically takes you through the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Grab a cup of coffee and your Bible and join us as we journey together through God's Word. All right, good morning, everyone, and welcome. I'm going to move my microphone up a little bit closer because I'm not able to do the live, so we're going to do the recorded version today. And hopefully you guys have subscribed to the podcast. That helps a lot and let people know. So we are moving on into First Chronicles chapter 1, 2, and 3, and we're also going to be looking at First Corinthians 6. We're the last day of the VBS today. We had 63 kids yesterday. An amazing amount of kids up here in the mountain town of Mascota. We had a lot of fun. The kids were doing a great job in their dramas, a great job presenting the gospel. And uh, some of the stories of these kids are pretty heartbreaking. Some of the things these kids have gone through, this, some of the stories I've heard. Not a bad place to live. It's beautiful. A lot of agriculture. But relationally with families and the alcoholism and the different things going on here, it can be pretty, pretty tough. So we praise God for what he's doing and for your prayers and uh, to reach out and touch the lives of these kids. So we're going to jump right in to First Chronicles. So let's pray. Father, thank you for this morning. And we do ask your, your blessing upon this time as we look into your word and just spend time with you, God, at your feet, asking you to show us these things and help us gain a true and real understanding of what you're trying to communicate to us through your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. The Genealogy of Adam, the book of Chronicles, chapter 1. Adam, Seth, Enosh, Canaan, Mahalalel, Jared, Enoch, Methuselah, Lemek, Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, the sons of Japheth, were Gomer, Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Meshech, and Tiras. The sons of Gomer were Ashkenaz, Diphath, and Togarma, the sons of Javan, were Elisha, Tarshish, Kittim, and Rodanim. The sons of Ham were Cush, Mizraim, Put, and Canaan. The sons of Cush were Seba, Havila, Sabta, Rama, Sabteka. The sons of Rama were Sheba and Dedan. Cush became the father of Nimrod. He began to be a mighty one on the earth. Mizraim became the father of the people of Lud, Anam, Liab, Neftua, Patrus, and Kushla, from which the Philistines came, and Kaftor. Canaan became the father of Sidon, his firstborn Heth, and the Jebusites, and the Amorites, and the Girgashites, and the Hivites, and the Archites, and the Sinites, the Arvidites, and the Zemurites and the Hamathites, the sons of Shem, were Elam, Asher, Arpachad, Lud, Aram, Uz, Pur, Gether, and Meshach. Arpachad became the father of Shelah, and Shelah became the father of Eber. Two sons were born to Eber, the name of the one was Peleg, for in his days the earth was divided, and his brother's name was Joktan. Joktan became the father of Almudad, 
and Shelev. Harzmaveth in Jera, Hadram, Usal and Dikla, Ibal, Abemiel, Sheba, Ophir, Havila, and Jobab. All these were the sons of Joktan. Shem and Aparchad, Shela, Eber, Peleg, Reu, Sherug, Neor, Terah, Abram, that is Abraham. 28. The sons of Abraham were Isaac and Ishmael. These are their genealogies. The firstborn of Ishmael was Nebaioth, then Kedar, and Arbel, Mibsham, Mishma, Duma, Masa, Hadad, Tema, Jephthah, Nafish, and Kedema. These were the sons of Ishmael, the sons of Kerathu, Keturah, Abraham's concubine, whom she bore were Zimram, Jokshan, Midan, Midian, Ishbak, and Shaul. The sons of Jokshan were Sheba and Dedan. The sons of Midian were Ephah, Ephor, Hanak, Abida, and Elda. All these were the sons of Keturah. Abraham became the father of Isaac. The sons of Isaac were Isha and Israel. The sons of... So sorry about that dog. Barking and barking and barking. And it never barks. This dog never barks. Okay, I think it was at verse 35. I tried to get the dog to stop barking. The sons of Esau were Eliphaz, Rel, Jerush, Jalam, and Korah. The sons of Eliphaz were Timon, Omar, Zephi, Gatam, Kenaz, Timnah, and Amalek. The sons of Reul were Nahath, Zerah, Shammah, and Mizah. The sons of Seir were Lotan, Shobal, Zebion, Anna, Dishon, Ezer, and Dishan. The sons of Lotam were Hori, Homam. Lotan's sister was Timna. The sons of Shobal were Alian, Manahath, Ebal, Shephi, and Onam. The sons of Zibion were Abia and Anna. The sons of Anna were Dishon. The sons of Dishon were Hamram, Ishban, Ithran, and Cheran. The sons of Ezer were Bilan, Zavan, and Jokan. The sons of Dishan were Uz and Aran. Now these are the kings who reigned in the land of Edom before the king of the sons of Israel reigned. Bela was the son of Beor, the name of the city of Denaba. When Bela died, Jobab, the son of Zerah, the son of Basra, became king in his place. Then Jobab died, and Husham, of the land of the Timonites, became king in his place. When Husham died, Hadad, the son of Bedad, who defeated Midian in the field of Moab, became king in his place, and the name of the city was Avith. When Hadad died, Shamla of Mashrika became king in his place. When Shamla died, Shaul of Rebeoth by the river became king in his place. When Shaul died, Baal Hanan, the son of Akbor, became king in his place. When Baal Hanan died, Hadad became king in his place, and the name of the city was Pai.
and his wife's name was Mehetabel, the daughter of Matred, the daughter of Zenab. When Hadad died, now the chiefs of Edom were Chief Timnah, Chief Aliyah, Chief Jetheth, Chief Oliabama, Chief Elah, Chief Pinon, Chief Kenaz, Chief Timan, Chief Mibzar, Chief Magdiel, Chief Imram. These were the chiefs of Edom. Chapter 2. Oh boy. More names. I think I can do this. Okay. Got my coffee. These are the sons of Israel. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, Dan, Joseph, Benjamin, Naphtali, Gad, Asher. The sons of Judah were Ur, Onan, and Shelah. These were born to him in Beth Shua, the Canaanites. And Ur, Judah's firstborn, was wicked in the sight of the Lord, so he put him to death. Tamar, the daughter-in-law, bore him Perez and Zerah. Judah had five sons in all. The sons of Perez were Hezron and Hamuel. The sons of Zerah were Zimri, Ethan, Haman, Kalkol, and Dara. Five of them in all. The sons of Camri were Akar, the troublemaker of Israel who violated the ban. The sons of Ethan was Azariah. Verse 9. Now the sons of Hezron, who were born to him, were Jaamiel, Ram, and Chelubai. Ram became the father of Aminadab, and Aminadab became the father of Nashon, the leader of the sons of Judah. Nashon became the father of Salma. Salma became the father of Boaz. Boaz became the father of Obed. Obed became the father of Jesse. Jesse became the father of Eliab, his firstborn. Then Abinadab the second, and Shimeah the third, Nathanel the fourth, Radai the fifth, Ozim the sixth, David the seventh. And their sisters were Zeruiah, and Abigail, and the three sons of Zeruiah were Abishai, Joab, and Asheel. Abigail bore Amasa, and the father of Amasa was Jether, the Ishmaelite. Now Caleb, the son of Hezron, had sons by Asuba, his wife, and Jeriath, and these were her sons, Jeshur, Shobab, and Ardon. When Asuba died, Caleb married Ephrath, who bore him her. Her became the father of Uri, and Uri became the father of Bezalel. After Hezron went into the daughter of Machir, the father of Gilead, whom he married. When he was 60 years old, she bore him Shegub. Shegub became the father of Jair, who had 33 cities in the land of Gilead. But Geshur and Aram took the towns of Jair from them with Kenath and its villages, even 60 cities. All these were the sons of Machir, the father of Gilead, after the death of Hezron in Caleb Ephrathah. And Abijah, Hezron's wife, bore him Asher, the father of Tekoa. Now the sons of Jamiel, the firstborn of Hezron, were Ram, the firstborn, then Buna, Oren, Ozim and Ahijah. Jaamiel had another wife whose name was Atara, and she was the mother of 
Onam, the sons of Ram, the firstborn of Jamiel, were Maaz, Jamim, and Eker. The sons of Onam were Shemai and Jada. The sons of Shemai were Nadab and Abishur. The name of Abishur's wife was Abihel, and she bore him Aban and Molid, the sons of Nadab, and Seled, and Aphaim, and Seled. And Seled died without sons. The sons of Aphaim were Ishi, and the sons of Ishi were Shishan, and the son of Shishan was Alai, the sons of Jada, the brother of Shemai, were Jether. Jonathan Jether died without sons. The sons of Jothan were Peleth and Zarza. These are the sons of Jamel. Verse 34 now. Shishan had no sons, only daughters, and Shishan had an Egyptian servant whose name was Jara. Shishan gave his daughter to Jara, his servant, in marriage, and she bore him Atai. Atai became the father of Nathan, and Nathan became the father of Zebad. And Zebad became the father of, of Eflal, and Eflal became the father of Obed. Obed became the father of Jehu. Jehu became the father of Azariah. Azariah became the father of Helez, and Helez became the father of Elisha. Elisha became the father of Sismai. Sismai became the father of Shalom. Shalom became the father of Jechamai, and Jechamiah became the father of Elishama. Now the sons of Caleb, the brother of Jeremiel, were Misha, his firstborn, who was the father of, of Ziph, and his son was Maresha, the father of Hebron. The sons of Hebron were Korah, and Tapua, and Rechem, and Shema. Shema became the father of Raman, Rama, the father of, of Jochem. Jochem became uh, the father of Shemai, Shemai of Ma'aman, Ammon, the father of Beth-Zur, and Epha, Caleb's concubine, bore him Haran, Moza, and Gaziz, and Haran became the father of Gaziz. The, the sons of Judai were Regem, Jothan, Gisham, Peleth, Epha, and Shaf. And Maka, Caleb's concubine, born Shebner, Tirhana. She also bore Shaf, the father of Madmana, and Sheva, the father of Makbena, the father of Gibeah, and the daughter of Caleb was Aksa. These are the sons of Caleb, the sons of Hur, the firstborn of Ephrath, were Shobal, the father of Jeriathan, Jeriam, Salma, the father of Bethlehem, and Heraph, the father of Beth-Gedar. Shobal, the father of Kiriath. Jeriam had sons. Heriath, half of the Mahalathites. The families of Kiriath, Jeriam, the Ithrites, the Puthites, the Shumathites, the Mishraites. From these came the Zorathites and the Eshtoalites. The sons of Salma were Bethlehem and and the Netophathites, and Atharoth, Beth, Joab, and half of the Manahathites, and the Zorites, the families of the scribes 
who lived in Jabez, were Terathites, and the Shemathites, and the Sequithites, those who were the Kenites, who came from Hamath, and the father of the house of Rechab. I'm just going to cut it short today. I think I'm just going to read the first two chapters and move on to Second Corinthians because we got to go and we got all kinds of crazy stuff and I can't pronounce these names anyway. All right. And it's starting to rain and I'm outside. Well, this is fun. All right. First uh, Corinthians chapter six. Does any one of you, when he has a case against his brother, dare to go to law before the unrighteous and not before the saints? Or do you not know that the saints will judge the world if the world is judged by you? Are you not competent to constitute the smallest law courts? Do you not know that we will judge the angels? How much more matters of this life? So if you have law courts dealing with matters of this life, do you appoint them as judges who are of no account in the church? I say this to your shame. Is it so that there are not among you one wise man who will be able to decide between his brethren? But brother goes to law against brother, and that before unbelievers. Actually, then, it is already a defeat for you that you have lawsuits with one another. Why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be defrauded? On the contrary, you yourselves wrong and defraud. You do this even to your brethren. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swooners will inherit the kingdom of God. Such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of our God. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are profitable. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. Food is for the stomach, and the stomach is for food, but God will do away with both of them. Yet the body is not for immorality, but is for the Lord, and the Lord is for the body. Now God has not only raised the Lord, but will also raise us up through his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take away the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? May it never be. Or do you not know that the one who joins himself to a prostitute is one body with her? For he says the two shall become one flesh. But the one who joins himself to the Lord is one spirit with him. Free immorality, every other sin that a man commits is outside the body, but the immoral man sins against one's own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own, but you've been bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your bodies. Okay, the whole thing with Paul, again, as he was dealing with these Corinthians, was their worldliness. He was trying to get them to worship in the Spirit. He was also trying to get them to live their everyday life in the Spirit, rather than thinking that they were just a part of the community and they were bringing lawsuits against each other. He was saying, hey, guys, we're of a different kingdom. We're going to be the ones judging angels. We're going to be the ones essentially, that are going to be over all the angelic host. And if you're wronged, why act like the world? This is a really tough one. He says, why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be defrauded? Interesting to take the hit and just say, you know what? He took that. He won't give it back. Rather than sue him, I'm just going to put it in the Lord's hands. The Lord knows how to deal with them. 
Or you go to your brother and you say, look, he took this thing that belongs to me, he won't give it back, and you're both in the church. And the brothers go then to that person and talk it out rather than going to the courts because you lose your testimony. The world is always looking for an excuse to tell the rest of the world how (laughs) bad Christians are, how they're no different. And he says, we can even be a testimony to the world through the court system, which is a tough one. It's a tough one when you have something that's pretty serious, and I've seen it happen in churches. People, one person buys a house from another person, doesn't want to pay the rest of the money, or doesn't want to put, doesn't want to give them the price that he asked for. It can be tough. All things need to be taken into consideration, but it's always better to try and go through the church first and through the body of Christ because of who we are. And of course, in this last half, one of the most controversial, and this is why this book cannot even be read anymore in some countries, including Canada, I think, about who will enter into heaven and who will not. And you see the list there. And it's very plain. It's very um, not controversial. If you're looking at the words, people try and redefine words. It says right here, the homosexual will not enter into the kingdom of God, nor any of these other things. We tend to isolate that one, but any of these sins will keep you out if you're unrepentant and willing to call them what they are, sin, and then ask the Lord to help to come out of those sins and live for him. So enough said there. So now we will move over to Charles Spurgeon for today and see what Charles has to say. Waiting, not running. Truly my soul waiteth for God. From him cometh my salvation. Psalm 82, 1. Blessed posture, waiting truly and only upon the Lord. Be this our condition all this day and every day. Waiting his leisure. Waiting in his service. Waiting in joyful expectation. Waiting in, in prayer and content. When the very soul thus waits, it is the best and truest condition of the creature before his creator, a servant before his master, a child before his father. We allow no dictation to God, nor complaining to him. We will permit no petulance and no distrust. At the same time, we practice no running before the cloud and no seeking to others to aid. Neither of these would be waiting upon God. God and God alone is the expectation of our hearts, blessed assurance. From him, salvation is coming. It is on the road. It will come from him and from no one else. He shall have all the glory of it. For he alone can and will perform it. And he will perform it most assuredly in his own time and manner. He will save from doubt and suffering and slander and distress, though we see no sign of it as yet. We are satisfied to bide the Lord's will, for we have no suspicion of his love or faithfulness. He will make sure work of it before long, and we will please him at once for the coming mercy. Man, you've got to appreciate and love what he can put together in a short and in in just a few sentences. We will abide in him. We will trust that he is going to be the one who will bring our salvation, he will bring us through, and it's all about trusting and not complaining. So, Father, we thank you for this day and recognizing there are many things we 
we do not understand that you're doing. There are many situations in our life that seem stressful and uh, cause us uh, a lot of anxiety at times, but we do wait upon you. We don't want to tell you how to be God. Uh, please forgive us when we do that. Complain about things, but help us to be your bond servants, knowing that you are our loving and pure and holy Lord. So help us to trust in the things that you're showing us and give us direction. God bless the last day of Vacation Bible School with the kids. May many make professions of faith through this. As we see that the whole thing closing, may it just spark an interest in these kids going to church, their parents get involved and just continue to work. So thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. So that's it for the short version of the podcast today. And uh, we will again pick this up tomorrow back in Puerto Vallarta. And we will see you guys there. Make sure you share the podcast, please, and get people to subscribe. God bless you guys. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.